Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Bloomsbury podcast, which is in celebration of the short story. Excitingly, 2012 is Bloomsbury's year of the short story, and we have four of our authors here to talk to you. First of all, I would like to introduce Roshi Fernando, the author of Homesick, which won the Impress Prize for New Writers last year. Roshi first of all tells us what she loves about the short story, before moving on to why she named her collection Homesick. When you read a short story as a writer, it's like going to... It's almost like going to a writing school because it's teaching you how to pace, how to get a whole story into, you know, how to get a whole life into a small space. There are no limitations on voice, on subject matter, on time, on um, uh, tenses in which you're you're writing. Um, A short story can be anything. And... Therefore, you know, when you're starting out as a writer, you feel, oh, am I allowed to do that? Can I, can I do this? Can I do that? And with Homesick, I just decided I was going to just try everything. You know, um, there is something wonderful about being able to just dismiss 10 years in two lines, you know, just to jump forward or jump back or just play. You know, when I read a short story, it's like a meditation. It's uh, to pick up an Alice Munro or a William Trevor story or even Chekhov or Annie Prawl, um, you, you know, you take your time to read it and to really absorb it. And there will be a moment, particularly in Alice Munro, where she just goes chink and it changes the way that you look at the world for a little while. And you can look up from the end of a short story and you can think, that's good for your brain. It's it's good for your for your mind, but it's also good for your heart. It just is a meditation. I love the short story. The title of Homesick, um, the title of the collection is Homesick. Um, I think it's like a patchwork quilt of many different people's stories, and their stories link through. So you have one person who travels the book meeting some of the people from the party which starts in 1983 and then they all go back to another party after a funeral um, in 2006, uh, 2005 or 2006. Um, the, each person is, is different in some way and they are all home fit, homesick for something. Um, and the structure of the book links completely to that. And I wondered about um, my own homesickness, what, you know, that everyone's trying to find a place in the world. And I wondered, what was I trying to find? What, you know, by writing this, where was, what was I homesick for? Was I homesick for a, a place a long, long way away, Sri Lanka? No, because I never, never lived there, never grew up there. I was born in England. Um, and was I homesick for South London? No, it, it, was, it was just this composite of everything. And that's why it's called Homesick. And now we move from the Sri Lankan community of South London to the lives of tough guys living in Invermere, Canada, in Once Break a Knuckle. Margaret Atwood recently described the collection as macho mounties, boyish boys with beers, tough times and great writing. And it won the BBC National Short Story Award. Here, the author, D.W. Wilson, tells us why he wrote Once You Break a Knuckle and how a short story is like a puzzle. Once You Break a Knuckle was inspired... Um almost out of necessity, just because it was the, like, it's a book about tough guys, about, well, that's, that's to do a disservice, but it is about a tough book about tough guys and, and, and men from the Kootenai Valley, where I grew up in general. Um, and that was 
I just wrote, started writing that in out of my second year, I think, second year university, so I would have been 20. And I did, that was just because I didn't know anything else. I had spent you know, my entire life in the Kootenays, and, and eventually like that mantra of write what you know just sunk in. And so I tried writing a story about Invermere and about, you know, about you know, sad men in Invermere, and uh, it, it sort of worked. And so I just kind of tried again and just kept trying again. And from that came the uh, kind of like epiphenomenally came, um, the, came the collection. The, the kind of stories that I had to write, basically, or the vernacular that I wanted to use to get that voice made it so I had to write um, stories set in the Kootenai Valley. Like I, 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 I mean, I, there are other places on Earth I could obviously use the word terrace as a verb, but, but the Kootenais are the only one that I can think of. Uh, and, and you know, it's just it, so it just this came along like it was. It just happened, I guess. I like the limitations. I like, I think I like being able to having a limitation on on uh, like on not not word count necessarily, but like like that that um, almost a conceptual length, like how long. Like once you go too far, you stray kind of beyond the boundary of short story, or you almost like it's kind of like a like a it's like transgressing the like the the tradition of the short story to go too long. I think. It's almost like a logic game, like a puzzle sort of. It's like it's like it's like when I finally get the story that I want within that convention, it's kind of like when you finish a puzzle. That that sense of being able to let go of your breath, I guess, which I just which is what I love about this whole form. Next up is Lucy Wood, author of Diving Bells, which has been described as bringing an offbeat magic realist touch to modern Cornwall by the Sunday Times, and as slightly surreal, steeped in enchantments and shimmering with an infusion of the area's folklore and landscape by the Independent. Lucy will tell us how Cornish folklore has inspired her short story collection and how versatile the short story is. My short story collection is inspired by the idea of making Cornish folklore new and playing with it in new ways. I think that um, in many ways Cornish folklore has become a little bit of a cliché. It can be seen as twee. Um, many people who have tourists who visited Cornwall um, will be familiar with rows and shops of plastic piskies and tea towels with pictures of piskies on them, which are great in their own way. Um, but I was interested in the deeper side of the folklore, perhaps the darker side of the folklore, and ways of playing with it to make it new. So, for example, in my story, Diving Bells, um, I've taken mermaid folklore and tried to pick out the darker side of this folklore. Um, I see, this, I see mermaid folklore as being about drownings, about loss and a real sense of tragedy. Um, slightly different to maybe the Little Mermaid side of uh, mermaid mythology that people are used to. And I really wanted to draw this out and use it in my story. Um, I think the short story form can be really versatile. You can um, create a whole relationship or situation over one moment, or you can skip through time as much as you want. Um, I think particularly for writing about folklore, short stories are interesting because I wanted to pick apart different elements of the folklore and create a whole story around one element of it, um, which enabled me to describe more characters, more situations um, than I might otherwise have done and really built an atmosphere and a tone around one particular element of Cornish folklore. Um, but at the same time, I really wanted the collection to work as a whole. Um, so I've worked hard to try and have recurring images, recurring themes, so that as well as being individual short stories, 
I think short stories work can work very well as a cohesive whole that is bigger than the sum of its parts. <laughs> John McGregor's books have twice been nominated for the Man Booker Prize, and his previous novel, Even the Dogs, was a Richard and Judy book club pick. Now he tells us why his favourite story from his new collection, This Isn't the Sort of Thing That Happens to Someone Like You, is also the shortest, as well as how the short story form itself and the landscape of Lincolnshire drove him to write his new book. One of my favourite stories from this collection is one called Fleeing Complexity, which is a one-line story about a boy setting fire to a barn. And I like, I like it because, well, it was fun to write and it was fun to realise as soon as I'd written one line that it was finished. But it's, it's a nice story to tell people because it immediately, hopefully, gives them a sense of the atmosphere of the book the landscape of the book, you know, the mood, um, the kind of the awkward humour, and and it's just funny to tell people a story that's over before you've really begun. There are two things that inspired this story collection. Um, the first is the landscape of Lincolnshire, where most of the stories in the book are set, and I was inspired by that landscape because it's very eerie and it's very wide open it's flat landscape um, in the east of England and it's very open and empty but at the same time claustrophobic and I've always had the sense when I'm there of something being about to happen so that was the first thing and the second thing was just the form of the short story itself I was just really excited by the the freedom and the, and the possibility of, of the form of the story and, and how many how many forms the short story can take. We hope that you enjoyed listening to these authors. If you would like to hear them reading from their collections, please click on the appropriate link on our podcast page. We will also be putting podcasts of Bloomsbury's authors up every month, so make sure that you keep an eye on www.bloomsbury.com podcasts for the very latest. I'd like to introduce Roshi Fernando, the author of Homesick, which won the Impress Prize for New Writers last year. Roshi first of all tells us what she loves about the short story, before moving on to why she named her collection Homesick. Okay, let's have one more, just slightly quieter. First of all, I would like to introduce Roshi Fernando, the author of Homesick, 
which won the Impress Prize for New Writers last year. Roshi first of all tells us what she loves about the short story before moving on to why she named her collection Homesick. Excellent. Can I do it again? I think that was a bit yeah. rubbish. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, one more. First of all, I would like to introduce Roshi Fernando, the author of Homesick, which won the Impress Prize for New Writers last year. Roshi first of all tells us what she loves about the short story before moving on to why she named her collection Homesick. Perfect. Yeah, that's a bit rubbish. I think the second one was best. <laughs> 